is happening now? We're about to send you back to the future! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Reviewture, the show in which we take a classic movie that one of us or both of us might not have seen before and we take a look at it now. I am Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. Decided to do a little like radio show host style <laughs> one there just to, you know, jazz quite it up. Quick. Yeah, that's yeah. quick. Just, yeah, well, I mean, it's hot. We've got to record this on quick. We might end up melting <laughs> by the end of... The episode on this one. Yes, we are recording in late night at the height of summer in a small room, so it is probably going to. It's not gonna... that small. It's just really hot. It's just warm. It's just all of the heat in the house goes up to here. Speaking of hot and hot commodities yeah. and things that were hot in the eighties, yeah, we are journeying today in our wayback machine, <laughs> all the way back to nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. To take a look at the Steve Gutenberg comedy? Nope. Okay. Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> you can already tell what the opinion on this film is going to be. This is actually a relatively strange one because this is actually one that you would think I would have seen. I don't know. Beforehand. I don't know. But I haven't. You've never, never seen me. any of it before? No. You kind of acted like you've seen some of it. Some of it. But you haven't? No. All right. Yeah. Okay. I knew who the people were in it. No, I didn't. And I knew the characters that were in it. But I didn't actually know any of the jokes or anything well, that did were... did you know what it was about? Well, now, here's the thing. I didn't know the exact plot of the film. <laughs> there isn't one, so that's easy. But there kind of is. It's a very loose, tentative plot. (laughs) But here's the thing, okay? The general premise of Police Academy as a whole, for the whole film, is basically pretty much the same kind of premise as Animal House, as Porky's, as, uh, like, any number of strings of shenanigan type movies that occurred in the 80s with a group of people razzing someone who's their (laughs) like authority figure right so for the most part i did feel like police academy was treading some very very similar ground but thinking about it police academy actually came before for a lot of these other films like Animal House and Porky's and everything. Mm-hmm. So this was not exactly I would say the trendsetter for that style of comedy. Right. Okay, I know what I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very much the start of or part of a string of these kinds of films that were the same kind of things but in different kind of okay. settings as it were so you knew what it was about then so there's no we're not, we're not gonna ask you what do you think it was about well there's no it. need to ask me what it was about because i kind of knew what it was about without knowing what it was about if that makes sense no but <laughs> as we do with every episode the person who hasn't seen it or had you. even less of a clue 
as to what it might have been about. We get them to give us a premise of what they thought the film was going to be about before seeing it. So, Amber, what did you think Police Academy <laughs> was going to be about before seeing Police Academy? Well, I didn't realise that the first two three seconds of the film were going to explain the entire film to you before it actually even really started. So while I was trying to think about what I thought it was going to be about, the text came up explaining exactly <laughs> what it was about before I'd written it down. See, I didn't think you were going to mention that. <laughs> I was going to give you a, a pass. I, a no, I didn't, I didn't say you were going to lie it. I didn't say. Well, that seems like I a thought you were just going to like sweep it under the rug and go, well, I thought it was going to be this, but then within the first three seconds, the premise kind of came up on the screen. I already knew whether I was on the right path or not. And I would have gone, fair enough. That seems like a legit thing to say. I was going to let you get away with it, sweep it under the rug, but no. You just went straight on there with the honesty train. Well done to you. (laughs) It got paused... um before like the last two or something so I didn't see every single one of them but basically saw that the mayor had let anybody they want try and join the police like irregardless of background all that sort of stuff sure. whatever so I saw that part and then thought right okay well obviously a bunch of absolute idiots are going to try and join the police and this is and we're going to watch them train and that's what it was that's all I can get away with <laughs> <laughs> Can't do any more than that on here. <laughs> I don't even know how you remember that tune, to be honest. It's literally ingrained in my memory. Why? because. Okay, do you want to know the real story as to why that song is ingrained in my mind? No. Okay. I want to know one that you just made up. Of course I want to okay, know. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You said that so straight-faced. I genuinely thought that you weren't interested no, I in want, going. No, I asked. Why? Okay. So, all right. This is massively off-topic. But a friend that I knew in my secondary school, who I won't name for reasons for protecting his identity, but his name rhymes with Shmayjay. <laughs> and it's initials. So that can narrow it down. (laughs) On a school trip, he bought from a small souvenir store somewhere, and I can't remember where it was, he bought a necklace that had the world's tiniest harmonica on it. And when I say that this harmonica was about an inch long... That's like literally how big, and it was just on the necklace, right? right? And he took this, like, not too seriously, but seriously enough that he came in one day and was like, Guys, last night on my necklace harmonica, taught myself the Police Academy theme song, blew straight into the Police Academy, and it was note perfect. Credit to him. How did it you was know? note perfect. How did you know it was note perfect? You've never seen the film before. I know it's no perfect now, <laughs> but I just distinctly remember that in my head okay. and thinking, oh, okay, that's actually a pretty cool tune. So I don't know Police if it's Academy. right. He'd seen Police Academy at that point. Yeah. Because oh, right, okay. <laughs> I guess it was just like one of these things that your parents or whatever have on video <laughs> or 
Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know, you know. Well, I'm not expecting you to know, you know. But I guess it's something that your parents would have on VHS and think, oh, yeah, this okay. is a funny thing. <laughs> that's not I'll let the idea. kids watch this. It's not this. a good idea to let a child watch that, but that's fine. Probably not. No. Nope. But that's how I had the Police Academy theme song ingrained in my head because my friend <laughs> Shmayjay learned how to play it on a necklace harmonica. Which, if we're on the subject that's of this... That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> that's not even close to what I was expecting. No, it isn't. And that's why it's so outlandish and off topic. Which, while we're on the subject of it, I am, I'd say, 80% sure he still has somewhere <laughs> i don't know i'm pretty sure seems like an easy thing to lose it seems like an easy thing to put in a drawer and forget about i don't <laughs> think it would be an easy thing to like probably swallow lose. It. <laughs> <laughs> i think that very nearly happened i would imagine once. yes <laughs> you don't give a child a one inch harmonica <laughs> uh, I mean, well child i mean come on we were like 14 15 at the time right it wasn't like we were eight <laughs> or so. anything. It wasn't like an inappropriate age. It was the age where What's you had... What's an appropriate age for a harmonica necklace? The age where you have disposable <laughs> income and the stupidity enough to go, this will be a great idea. And there yeah, we go. Okay, 14, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And lo and behold, the necklace harmonica became a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> It wasn't just the police academy thing that he learned. Oh, no. No, no, no. There was a string of them. There was a bunch of others as well. I think he learned a Green Day song at one point. I don't even know how you get your mouth around an inch harmonica. There was a scene in police academy where someone could probably have told you otherwise. Zing! There we go! Drubridger coming in, the King of Sting. There we go. King of Sting. King, King of Sting. What does that mean? What does that mean? Coming in with the zingers. Oh right, zing. Yeah. So back to Police Academy. Let's get off harmonicas, inch-long harmonicas, which are definitely not a euphemism for anything else at all. Okay. And back onto Police Academy. So. Obviously, this was made in 1984, and it was Steve Gutenberg that... I, I'm probably going to leave this in, but I've got to open up a window, because I'm, I'm already sweating. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm dripping. Oh, jeez. Oh, that is better. You're dripping? I'm dripping already. How? It's It's down at the... It is down my knees. So, Police Academy was made in 1984, it's pretty indicative of its era, I think. And Steve Gutenberg is the main character in this film. This was... I don't know if this was before or after Cocoon, but I'm pretty sure that this was kind of towards the peak of Steve Gutenberg. Peak, peak Goot, as oh. it were. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything, so I don't know. I don't really know who he is. This might be one of the only things I think you've seen him in. He's. I know it is, because I never recognised him. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. You say Steve Gutenberg to people, and a right. lot of people will go, oh, yeah, the guy in Cocoon. Okay. Or, or in this case, 
you know, yeah, he is pretty famous for being in Police Academy as well. He <laughs> well, was I in... thought that Police Academy was Beverly Hills Cop, and then I thought that it was um, Naked Gun, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Is Was that part is of it... your... Was that part of what you thought the film was before watching this? Because <laughs> we didn't actually get that off of you. What do you mean? What do you mean? That you wrote down what the Naked Gun was and what... Beverly Hills Cop was and then realised we were watching a different film. No, no. <laughs> just when you said, what do you think it's going to be about, write it down, whatever, before the film started and then I started writing it as the film started and didn't realise that it gave you the whole premise, like a really bad, awful Star Wars film. And I was like, okay, has this got Eddie Murphy in it? <laughs> you said no. And then I realised, oh yeah, that's Beverly Hills Cop. And then I was like, has this got that Leslie man in it? And you said, Leslie, I don't know who, who I don't know. <laughs> And then, and then I said, well, it was confusing the man cause... from Aeroplane. And then you said... Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. No, it doesn't. Oh. Okay, yeah, I don't know what yeah, this is. Yeah, I don't know what this <laughs> film is then. No, I, I, I have no clue what this is going to be then. No, it confused me because I knew that one of the cast members' names was Leslie, but you were like... Who, who is? Bear with. <laughs> Not that you remember. How did you know because then I, that I, it was called, that there was a cast member called Leslie? And now you've seen the film, you can't remember. Because I wanted to make sure that it was <laughs> Kim Cattrall that I was thinking of that was in this film, and it was Leslie Easterbrook was Sergeant Callahan. That's who I was I thinking. I don't know of. who that. How did you know who that was before you watched the film? <laughs> I didn't know who it was. I was saying like I thought it. I I checked the cast because I was like. Oh yeah, I think Kim Cattrall is in this one. And I was going to make... Okay, so I was going to make a joke. This is only the second time there's been a second appearance of someone on this podcast that wasn't related to any sequel that we've already done. And it's Kim Cattrall that's making her second appearance. What was she in the first... What else have we talked about, Kim Cattrall? Ah, see, she was in big trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. There we go, yeah. You wiped Uh, that from your memory, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Big trouble in Little China, clearly leaving such an impression there that you forgot (laughs) Kim Cattrall was in that. Don't worry, that was episode three. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was like a year ago. It was. It's it's coming up on a year. Yeah. And we went into lockdown in March. For three months. I'm trying to think of the exact point at which we are due to celebrate our one year anniversary. It, I think it's, it's going to be. Well, I mean, when we first released <laughs> oh, okay. our episodes, we oh, started okay. recording them a little while before. Yeah. But I think our one year anniversary is coming up sometime at the end of September, start of October time. Okay. Guess what we're going to do for that? Eat and get fat. Police Academy 2. Oh. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, your idea sounds a lot better, though. <laughs> yeah, eat, eat, eat desserts and bread and get fat and sassy. Yeah. Like hooks. What? Like hooks. What's that? Hooks. What's that? The, the, the quiet one in Police Academy. I'm trying to bring it full circle. Oh. <laughs> no, we, no, we're just going to stand in the corner and be really quiet like hooks. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I meant sassy. Oh, okay. Like hooks. She she was she didn't even talk. She was when it counted. Oh right, yeah, at the end. That's what I was going for. She was sassy when it counted. <laughs> okay. But not when the pressure was on. No. Can't perform under pressure. But that she was under a lot of pressure then though, when she did that. Everyone's under a lot of pressure in police academy. <laughs> it's police academy. 
<laughs> it's meant to be pressure. Is it? Yeah. The Spanish guy wasn't really under a lot of pressure, was he? Well, he was in one scene, but there we go. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. What was the exact term that you used? How many tone-deaf white guys did it take to write this film? <laughs> <laughs> I said tone-deaf old white guys. Tone-deaf... Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one adjective there. There was a crucial descriptor. I mean, here's the thing. If this was written in exactly the same way today, I would go, you're absolutely right. This is so tone-deaf. A lot of this probably not in the best taste, especially considering... You know, the amount of problems that America are having with police. The fact that they're (laughs) letting anyone into the academy for the police. And there's one guy who's, like, gun crazy in there. Probably not the best jokes to be making. But when you frame it in the mindset that this is, like, in the 1980s and it's part of a string of different kinds of films that are basically the newbies on the block razzing their authority figures, you know, like Animal House and a bunch of other films of their era, you kind of go, all right, there are some jokes that by today's standards, definitely in a little bit of poor taste. Most of it is situational in this film, which I thought was actually part of the comedy that's aged all right. So there are obviously certain scenes in the film that aren't necessary. You all know, the, like a, like Steve <laughs> Gutenberg. It wasn't one necessary film. And one necessary... What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said there was, a, there was a couple of unnecessary scenes. scenes. Yeah, yeah they're all of them, yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't one necessary scene in that whole film. Wow. <laughs> Scathing. I mean, okay, I would have said Steve Gutenberg drinking a beer, looking in through the window of the women's shower room. Probably not appropriate in most eras. But again, they make that joke in Porky's, drilling the hole in the wall and everything like that. So, you know, it's indicative of its era. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it's a snapshot of a point in time. But then that scene then leads into his commanding officer coming along, catching him. He hands him the drink, he walks off, and then everyone thinks that it's him that's been watching. Because he started watching them, to be fair. He yeah. actually did start watching them. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, so. but, then he, but then the funny part is not that the scene happened at all. It's the, it's the funny part, then, is that it's him that got caught and not the guy that was originally doing it. Mm. But yeah, but nothing happened to him though. Like he didn't get any type of retribution from that. No, no, he <laughs> so, didn't. No. So, and I think maybe the most risque part of the film is obviously the hooker Constantly under the seeing women get with their boobs out. Why did that need to happen? All with ridiculously pointy bras. <laughs> Which you said, yeah, that was the style um, at the time and how they made bras. But then in the next scene, you were like, oh, no, wait, that's wrong. That looks like two fencing masks put together. <laughs> yeah, because it did. Yeah, but she was like, I don't know what that was. I don't know. That seemed like a 50s, 1950s thing or something that she had on. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, Maybe that was the sports bras in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't there. 
bra technology I wasn't there. has come a long way since that point. Well, not everybody was wearing those. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. She no. was only her. Yeah. So that was weird, but it was anyway. She can wear whatever she wants. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course she can. If you if you want to wear bras that make you look like Madonna, <laughs> oh yeah, that was the eighties. That was the eighties. So maybe it was purposeful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably, but there we go. I think the most risque part of the film was obviously the hooker under the podium scene. Well, no, because you didn't actually see anything. No, exactly. But I actually but then... did see quite a lot of female boob and butt. Which you didn't appreciate. Because well, it was not necessary. Not necessary. No it wasn't necessary. It. in the. Do you know, if they had left that out, it probably would have been a lower uh, certificate rating. Yeah, probably. I think it would be. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably, yeah. Are you ready for a little bit of Police Academy oh, trivia no. <laughs> time? No, I'm not. And you can do a... You, there's actually a theme song to go with it now, so you can do a do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm not allowed to do that. No, you can do that much, because it's just I, under I five seconds. I don't remember what the theme tune is. To... I can't even remember. Oh, really? Because it's ingrained <laughs> in my memory. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. There we go. That, that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you can put the melody on top of that within your own mind. No, I listeners. can't. I oh, right, okay. No, the listeners oh, okay, can put okay, the okay. melody on top of that <laughs> in their own minds. That's like the bookmark for the, <laughs> for, the for the song okay. that's a placeholder okay. that you've done the there you yeah. go right but then obviously within the imaginations mm-hmm. of the listeners yeah they can put the melody on top of that okay doesn't require a lot of imagination but some nonetheless the term tackleberry has become standard in the private security industry to denote an officer who is inordinately fond of firearms and other high-tech equipment. Tackleberry? Yes. So his name was Huckleberry? No, it was Tackleberry. <laughs> you heard in your own head, Huckleberry. I thought I saw it written down. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so the fact that that character is now synonymous with members of the private security sector <laughs> who are, like, gunmen. So there are people that are like him enough for them to be given that name. Right, okay, I get it. <laughs> That's Welcome <safe>. to America! <laughs> where all of the police carry bigger guns than you! <laughs> oh. There is a whole sidebar that we could get into over police carrying guns yeah, in America no, not and not carrying guns over here. There, there's a whole... We could get very serious on that, but the the line that sums it up best for me is a line in Paul where they say... A guy says to him, hey, you're British, aren't you? And Simon <laughs> Pegg responds, yeah, I am. And he said, I heard the police in Britain don't carry guns. And he said, yeah, that's right. And he said, then how do they shoot anyone? And he goes... <laughs> We don't. <laughs> it's like, that's probably the best way to describe it. It's like, how do the police shoot anybody in England? Simple. <laughs> well, nobody so, actually yeah. really shot anybody in this film, to be fair. No, no. For all of the gunplay that <laughs> happened and all of the guns that were going nobody off. Nobody actually got shot. No one actually got shot. No. And I think that's probably why he felt so bad at the end of the film. He was annoyed that he didn't get to see them be shot. 
Yeah. I was kind of annoyed that I didn't get to see them get shot as well, actually. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you were you were egging on Kim Cattrall to get a bullet wound. No, I meant the two people that that guy had kind of held on the roof. Oh, right, right, right. Mahoney and Harris. Yes. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg. I was waiting for them to get shot as well. The Goot. The Goot. That, oh no. <laughs> the Goot man. No. No? You don't like that? No, I don't like that. No. So, let's cut down to brass tacks. You didn't really like this film. No, I didn't like this film, no. No. All right. So <laughs> can you tell me what it was specifically that started to rub you up the wrong way about this Well, there this was film? a few things. Um, the right. first one was probably the homophobic jokes. I didn't really like that. I didn't... No, want... I wasn't a fan of that either. But, and, and again, you're kind of... When you're looking at it as... Okay, this is a snapshot of. I know, but I don't because I don't. I still don't actually think that's acceptable. No, and it and it shouldn't be. No, the the slurs. There were a couple of slurs that were like, "Ooh, okay, all right, that didn't age well." Hashtag age like milk. I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually agree with this whole. Oh well, you know, it was of its time. Well, no, because we were still human then. And we all still understand that when things are right and things are wrong, and it shouldn't have been done then either. Oh yeah, no, I agree, I so, agree. But like while you're me. watching it, the way that I watch the film and don't dwell on those points so much, so I just like carry on onto the next part of the film as I go. Oh, okay, that was how it was in the eighties. It's not well, how no, it well, is no, now. Say how it was in the eighties? It wasn't like the nineteen forties. It was the eighties. No, it was only like. 30 odd years ago yeah exactly that long ago (laughs) exactly but obviously like we now know better we've learned since then and that's kind of i I think a lot of people actually knew then and it was just stupid people that tried to get away with it i don't yeah i think you're right (laughs) i i would agree with that yeah the, the way I, I like, I understand. Like, there are some things like cultural references that were of its time, not in this film, but just generally. And you're watching something, you're like, oh, what was that? What was that about? And then you go, oh yeah, no, it's from the eighties, so obviously that was cool then. Th- things like that. Like, I get those being of its yeah. time, but like when you're insulting somebody because of their gender, race, or sexuality, that's not of its time. That's just rude. No, yeah, you're right. And the way that it is used in this It's, film it's derogatory, is, so yeah, that's why yeah, it's yeah, not... Yeah. I think at my last count, I counted three instances of some slurs <laughs> that got used through the film. Yeah. But they were noticeable. It's not like... Yeah, they were really noticeable. It's they not like you could now go back and dub over them to make it more culturally <laughs> relevant now. It, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it wasn't subtle enough that you could go back, scrub the audio, ADR it, <laughs> and go, oh, okay, we're still all right, because we've taken that out. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, no, you can't do that. No. It's, so, it's so obvious. Yeah, it is obvious. So it's a little bit of a shame. Yeah, so I didn't really think... I didn't really like that. No. I didn't like having to watch an old man get a BJ. That was weird. (laughs) Um, I didn't like a man dressing up as a woman to get into female toilets. Like, that's also really bizarre. I mean, technically, you Um, didn't have to watch the old man 
get it. You just had to watch his face reacting well, to yeah, it. Well, yeah, that's the which, same, isn't it, really? I don't know if that's better or worse, really, when we're <laughs> thinking about it's it. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah, the racist problems, that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually were... find any of the jokes funny because I didn't think they were jokes. The only quote, unquote, joke things that happened were being negative about people. I was like... Just, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. There, was, there wasn't okay. any jokes about it. Like, okay. I didn't, didn't really understand. I mean, there were some moments that I found funny, obviously, that weren't anything to do with any of the slurs or anything <laughs> Well, no, like the bit at the beginning where he was trying to park that guy's car and he parked it, like, on its side all messed up in between two cars. That was brilliant. That was, that was brilliant. That was kind of fine. That was just, like, a visual <laughs> thing that was like, yeah, this yeah. guy's being an idiot. And, you know, he got one over on him. Yeah. So that was quite funny. But I seem to kind of be the only person that doesn't actually like the film even now. Like, I went online because I thought, I wonder if anybody else is getting annoyed about this film and the fact that they made seven of them. And, <laughs> like... I was going to bring that up later on and see... And there was an animated yeah. series as well, apparently. Yeah. And, a TV, and a TV series of it. Animated. Yeah, yeah and, and a TV series. Oh, so it was an animated one and and a, a live action one. one. Yeah. What the heck? Why? Anyway, so so I thought I just want to have a look, and there was like there was one person on a website, like a few pages. So like obviously after the first page on Google, nothing's even really relevant because nobody goes that far anyway. But I went to like the second page. So like halfway down the second page, it was basically. We're sorry to all of the people that turn up not on the first page of Google. We appreciate well, that you're trying so to run your businesses. And we appreciate that you're trying to stay relevant in an ever growing world of technological resources and Internet and everything like that. So we're not saying that you're any less than any of the results that come up on the first page of Google. Um, but we do wish you well all the same. Sorry, Karen. No, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you know, I'm just really cautious about pissing people off now. Why? Why? What happened? <laughs> the first page is quite long. You don't need Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> anyway, I saw on about halfway down on the second page, there's a website that I think it's like, should you show this to your kids or something? This one guy wrote like a very short bit on whether you should be showing this to your child as an example of good 80s comedy. And it basically said, well, there are better things to show. Probably not. It might start a discussion on why these things happened in these films and they won't happen in the ones that we're watching now and that type of thing so that's not too bad but it's not actually that funny and i'm not even going to mention the homophobia the racism yeah and the misogyny you know that type of thing yeah so i was like okay so there's this one person that's kind of got the right idea about where it's going and what i was thinking but i went onto imdb and every single review scroll 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 pages and pages and pages of reviews of people being like 10 out of 10 8 out of 10 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 i love this film this film's amazing they don't make films like this anymore there's a reason for that and then there's like oh yeah well you can't get films like this now i'd never be able to watch anything like this being made into in the 2000s because comedy censorship has just gone crazy so i'm never going to be able to get this so i'm just going to have to watch this all the time right good for you go back to your hole no good <laughs> Like, go back <laughs> under your rock. <laughs> Keep watching with this your then. police Keep academy this. collection. Nobody cares. Fine. The films that are being made now aren't for you. Then I don't think you're actually going to find the box set on Blu-ray, <laughs> but you're welcome to try. No, you're probably not. And do you know what? I do honestly think that you've hit the nail on the head as to 
one of the reasons why I thought it would be a good idea to watch this. Because, although it hasn't aged well, although it's maybe not the best example of 80s comedy, because we, on this show so far, have watched a lot of comedies from the 80s. Yeah. We've watched... I'm kind of counting Big Trouble in Little China as a bit of a comedy. <laughs> you know? Oh, I didn't laugh. I laughed once, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm counting The Goonies as kind of a comedy. It's an adventure film, but it is fun and funny Yeah. as well. We watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Oh, yeah, that wasn't really funny. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm the only person that thinks that wasn't that but, funny, though. But aside from that... It was okay, yeah. It was fine. Aside, I mean, the acting was yeah, better. It is. It is. <laughs> and also, it's an example of John Hughes, but a lot of the other John Hughes movies we've both already seen. Oh, yeah. So uh, we I know... Mean, it's, uh, as far as I mean, it's kind of a comedy. It is, it? yeah. So we know that as far as examples of comedies from the 80s go, we know that there are far better examples of it. And actually... <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not getting on everyone's oh, no, 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 comedies. I'm saying... No, <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, as far as things like that go, I would go, from my memory, as to say that Animal House... And Animal House is actually, I realised the other day, is part of National Lampoons. Yes, yeah. So Animal House is actually a better example of the style of comedy. Is it anything like this? Because otherwise I'm not interested. I mean, (laughs) it's definitely, from my memory, it's definitely not as slur-riddled. I think it might be a little bit on, little bit on the misogyny side, a little bit, but contextually... They're all in college, and that's the yeah, setting where it's like, oh, okay, that's kind that's of what people are like. What people are like well, in that are setting. People still like that now, so. Well, yeah, exactly, and you can't change everyone, can you? <laughs> so I think that you're right. I also think that as far as Police Academy itself on its own two legs goes, this did set a tone for comedies. Yeah, because apparently people really liked it for some reason. Yeah. Because they made it like they made it acceptable for people to say gay things because they were quoting a film, so Oh no, I'm allowed to say it. I was just in that film. I didn't write it. Well, yeah, there is there is that as well. I think it's set not a standard, but it's it, it kind of set a trend that a lot of films followed. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing... Yeah, bad, probably. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's open to interpretation from the other films that followed it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah. And I do find it not funny, but looking back on it now, it's like the two cadets that were like the snitches wound up in what is clearly made out to be a gay bar. Yeah. And... Yet they thought that in the 80s, everyone who frequented a gay bar looked like the lead singer of Judas Priest. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, the people from the YMCA. Which the, is the people like... people from the village people. Yeah, which is like, how do you figure that one? I don't think everyone would be... Because <laughs> I thought the joke was, and this, is, this shows... Not, I don't know if this is my ignorance or naivety or whatever <laughs> okay. showing, but when they first went into that bar, which was called the Blue Oyster, I thought the joke was that they had stumbled into a biker bar 
that was full of street <laughs> toughs and they got really worried because they were undercover cops. Oh, I guess in the 80s, men, gay men wanted to wear leather denim and moustaches. I, I suppose a little bit. Well, yeah, but I mean... <laughs> No, not to a stereotypical extent, <laughs> but they are all gigantic bears no. that have the leather caps on and the chains. But they had a good time, though. That's the funny thing. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I thought the joke was, because biker gangs notoriously like don't like the police. I thought <laughs> that was the joke, and I thought... That's hilarious. They've stumbled into a biker bar and they're about to get the crap kicked out of them. No, no. It's the polar opposite <laughs> of that. And it's like, all right, all right. I, I, I see what's happened here. You know, one of one of the commanding officers getting into a bike accident and winding up inside the rear end of a horse. That's physical comedy. <laughs> no, it's not because you didn't see any of it. Well, you saw no, him flying into it. The only opportunity that they got to make something funny on camera, they didn't even show it. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I love the fact it that... It wasn't even like... You didn't even see him afterwards in a mess. He just looked normal. I think the funniest line of the film actually happened at that point when Steve Gutenberg said, someone call a veterinarian because he's more concerned about the horse than he yeah, is the about the guy. Yeah, the horse up his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like The not, man would be fine Yeah So it's not someone call a doctor but It was someone call a veterinarian <laughs> And I thought that was hilarious That was probably the funniest line of the film <laughs> I, I had to say Sadly <laughs> That was the funniest line of the film <laughs> I don't actually remember any of Any of the lines of the film really Apart from the offensive ones we interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird gift baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets, as well as picnic boxes, and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber, they can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Reviewcher sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. Now, if you had to name a favourite character oh. from the Police Academy lineup, Probably the really huge black guy. Hightower. Yeah. Yeah, I like Hightower. I liked him. He was doing it for the right reasons, and he, he actually really wanted to be there, and he was yeah. really trying, trying really hard. And he stood up for a woman who got a racist abuse. Yeah. And he was one that got kicked out, not the person that held the racist abuse. Yeah. And he lifted a car for her. Yeah. Yeah, 
That's pretty yeah, impressive. It was impressive. Would you be impressed if I lifted a car for you? Um, I'd have to see it first. Okay, just to warn you, <laughs> I will attempt to lift a car for you. This is how much you mean to me. I will attempt to lift a car for you on the premise that you then look after me for the weeks in which I'm in a back brace afterwards after having thrown my back out from doing it. Okay, yeah, don't do that then. All right, okay. Just as long as you know that theoretically (laughs) Um, I would. Yes, yes. uh, Yeah, okay. Now, if I had to pick a favourite character, I know that what I'm going to say is going to really, really annoy you. The horse? No. (laughs) Although, second (laughs) favourite. Second favourite character. That dog at the beginning that kept trying to hump everything. All right, third favourite character. (laughs) (laughs) No, my favourite character from the Police Academy lineup, not overall, um, is Laverne Jones. Who's that? The guy who does all the sound effects. Oh, of course you like that really noisy one that does all the sound effects. (laughs) What do you mean, of course? (laughs) Of course you do. Spoiler alert, I know exactly what she means by (laughs) of course. (laughs) (laughs) This comes as little to no surprise to me or Amber. (laughs) That that joke was funnier than anything that was in the film that we just watched. I know. This is because comedy has evolved since 1984. <laughs> All right. We are now at peak 2020s comedy. People can use okay? spoiler alert now. Yes, I know. <laughs> spoiler alert. If only alert. they'd heard of that then. Spoiler alert is what it is usually the precursor to one of the funniest things I'm about to say. <laughs> usually in any given conversation, if I say the term spoiler alert, you know something Hold hilarious. Onto your <laughs> Hold on to your butts, guys, because something hilarious is about to come <laughs> out. <laughs> about what? Hold on to your butts because something's about to come out. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like another short bit of Police Academy trivia time? Or so, sorry, who was your favourite? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Remember. Your favourite was the guy that made loads of noises yeah. in his mouth. Because yeah, it, he was kind of funny. I saw a, he I wasn't too bad. I saw a clip in one of the later ones where he does a whole Jimi Hendrix bit where he does the singing and <laughs> the electric guitar Why is that all at the same time. Why is that in a Police Academy film? Because he, he winds up in a bar somewhere and it's karaoke night but the karaoke machine has gone out so so he starts doing Jimi hendrix but he does the electric guitar bit as well (laughs) as singing right okay this is the thing that i found when i was looking at those reviews and they said oh some of these they were saying this is a good thing but this is how every other smart person who's ever watched a film knows that this isn't a good thing they said oh yeah the jokes were so funny especially when they went into the bar that ended up being the gay bar and that was so funny that they even repeated it a few times in the rest of the films. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to. No. You, you know, <laughs> get some more jokes. <laughs> so, a little bit of Police Academy trivia time. <laughs> That's all the effort it's getting at this point. I'm very sorry. I still don't even know what it is. So. Don't look for a formula. There isn't one. <laughs> Michael Winslow, who played Jones... Who's Jones? Oh, Laverne Jones! <laughs> the guy who does the sound effects! Oh, okay. The guy! This is why Sorry. I'm telling you this! <laughs> Get some new jokes. Michael Winslow, who played Jones, David Graff, who played Tackleberry, and George Gaines, who played Commandant Lassard, are the only actors 
who appeared in all seven Police Academy movies. Winslow goes a step beyond this, as he is the only actor who not only appeared in all seven of them, but also had a regular role on Police Academy, the series. Mm. So Michael Winslow... Who's that, the old guy? Michael Winslow played (laughs) Jones! Sorry, I just... (laughs) It's not even a joke. I was being genuine about that. I didn't even know. So the guy who does all the voices... Does all of the sound effects. Yeah, the sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) Him. He milked. That was uncanny, yeah. I thought it was him. I know, right? Thank you. (laughs) I'm just saying, comedy might have evolved, but sound effects coming from one guy is always going to be hilarious. Always. Yeah. They weren't funny sound effects, though, were they? No, but the way in which they were used <laughs> was funny. Yeah, he they used really them to great effect. That, though. They really could have They really could have used that well, you know? He actually was also the voice over the tannoy for any announcements that got made during the film. Yeah. So anytime you hear an announcement over a tannoy, <laughs> that is actually also his voice. And that's why Steve Gutenberg, when they say, when they're announcing a riot in downtown... Mm. That's why Steve Gutenberg runs into his quarters and goes, Jones, is that you making that? And he goes, nope. <laughs> so he knows he, it's a real I thought thing. He said that, yeah, I thought he said that because he kept using his fake thing to pretend it was a tannoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. But that's the joke also, is that it's actually him doing oh, the announcements right. oh, as okay, well. Okay, okay. But he's not credited as that. It's not his character. It's also him doing the voice on the oh. tannoy. But he managed to milk that role for seven (laughs) movies and a series. Uh, I'm surprised he could even be bothered. Well, I mean, this was him, you know, laughing all the way to the bank on being able to make noises. After the second film, they still made money out of it. (laughs) Well, he did. Well, I suppose. He he's probably still making appearances places off of being able to make sound effects with his yeah, mouth. Yeah, he's probably yeah, that's true. He's probably done other stuff that's like more prestigious than this. Like using his mouth impressions and voices. No what was it? Sound. Yeah. <laughs> his mimicry. Yeah. His his special talent for making noise. Like a bird. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's not just that he he can make a few funny noises with his mouth the whole police academy film doesn't just feel like a film it feels like the pilot episode of a series i suppose because there's so many characters well it kind of was because they had seven other films so you would think that like the right. first one would be them trying to get it right and then they would you know number one needs to be good because you need to set the bar for what the rest of them are going to be like so people go and watch the rest of them the first one shouldn't be the worst. No. I'm hoping well, that it isn't because wowee. But it's wanna, probably the best. Do you want to watch the others to no, find out? No, oh, well, all right. I, I guess that's a mystery that's going to remain unsolved then. Yeah, it all is. All right, well, there we go. <laughs> Maybe one of our listeners who has probably watched all of the films all There's the way through. There's loads of people out there. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it for some reason. Do you know who would be able to tell us? If that the, guy if that the, did that harmonica. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. You the learned harmonica that. man. Yeah. Mm. He, yeah. I know he's still out there. I know oh. he's still got it. <laughs> he's, still... He's, he's still out no. there. He's still, got, he's still off somewhere. He's living a completely separate life from us. He probably doesn't even know 
that we're talking about him. No, we won't know we're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have I have hidden his name to protect his identity just in case he gets caught. And he gets apologies like, that we've told everybody that you've watched Police Academy. That is quite embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing by today's standards that you may have watched Police Academy and, uh, if, and if thusly learnt how to play the theme song on a micro <laughs> harmonica. If somebody in the future had said to me, have you seen Police Academy? I would say, no. Because <laughs> if Claim I said yes, have... I would have to admit that I'd seen it. And that's bad. Claim to have erased all knowledge of the yeah. film. Have you seen Police Academy? Um, I don't... Was... Did that have Eddie Murphy in it? No. <laughs> no, that's have that Beverly Hills Cop. Leslie guy in it. No, 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 no. That's Naked Gun. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, then. So we're, we're just going to pretend that this... That, do you even want to... Re- should we even release this podcast episode? Because it's by doing this, it is going to be out and on the internet and thus proof that we have watched this film. No, but I think this is proof that I've forgotten it because you had to tell me that man's name ten times. Ah, okay. Ah, I see what you did. So you. I didn't do that very... on purpose. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was going to say if you had claimed to do that on purpose, no, that would have been really good. <laughs> no, it wasn't on purpose. Because I, because I bought it. It wasn't. It, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. That's because it was real. Shall we do one last bit of Police Academy trivia? Okay. I think you'll like this one. Oh, all right. One all thing right. about the film that I'm going to like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I like the dog. And the irony is. <laughs> this is I think that was the dog oh no that was a bird <laughs> really shouldn't have opened that window <laughs> do you know what if there's one thing that we can take away from doing this podcast episode it's that no amount of being hot is worth <laughs> opening your window and having a bird <laughs> fly in alright we really just very that nearly that risked that right I genuinely thought we were about to have a bird fly into our house that that point shall i just make the shall i just do a uh shall i just do a jones and make the sound of a gatling gun and scare it off <laughs> so the irony of this trivia is that you're actually gonna find out all of the stuff that you missed out on potentially with police academy billy crystal tom hanks Michael Keaton, Bill Murray, Judge Reinhold, Jerry Seinfeld, (laughs) Robin Williams. I thought you were going to say Judge Rinder for a second. Judge Rinder. (laughs) I was like, where's this list going? No. Bruce Willis, Rick Moranis, and John Travolta were all considered to play the part of Mahoney. Well, none of them would have done and it. And it went to Steve Gutenberg. None of them would have done Yeah, because they probably read the script and said, no, sorry, this is really offensive. I'm not doing that. It, probably. Probably. I mean, I would credit Michael Keaton and John Travolta and Robin Williams and probably Bill Murray with that John kind Travolta of sensibility. John Travolta would have done something so John Travolta, I don't <laughs> think, would have taken it because I don't think it's his style. He's done things way better than that. Come on. I think at this... They were shooting for the moon with that one. Yeah, I think at this point, John Travolta probably wouldn't have gone for something so... No, he'd like, already done Saturday no. Fever, Grease. He'd already done one of those. Yeah, this was not his style. Billy Crystal? Maybe I can see Billy Crystal doing it. 
I can probably see Rick Moranis doing this as well. I could see Rick Moranis being that guy that kept... Oh, the clumsy one. Yeah. And do you know what? For a moment while we were watching this, I did think it was Rick Moranis <laughs> when I first saw him. And then I was like, that wait, was, I know I mean, for a fact that, that Rick Moranis kind of, isn't in this. Like, that was kind of... That was kind of funny. That part at the beginning, like, I didn't I didn't like laugh out loud or anything. But it was kind of entertaining to watch when she was like grabbing onto yeah. the car and driving and he was driving down the road with her. Yeah. And she's car. doing the bloody Ferris Bueller's day off yeah, through the yeah. back gardens. I was like, yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I knew for a, I could tell that that was not actually her, actually that same actress doing that. Because even from a man. It, looked, it was definitely a man <laughs> in, a, in a wig yeah. and dressing gown doing that. But I think, if anything, that over time, that just adds to the comedy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, originally... We, we watched a film when it was really obvious that it wasn't... Face Off. <laughs> Yeah, that was... Yeah, when it was obvious that their stuntmen <laughs> looked absolutely nothing like them. Oh. Yeah, so so that's one thing that I will credit Police Academy with, with getting funnier over time, because obviously originally it would have been in yeah, such poor quality. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not purpose. Like, some of the best things that have aged out of Police Academy are <laughs> by accident. Yeah. So... Obviously wasn't intentional and therefore not exactly <laughs> credited with the comedy of it. But obviously originally it, it would have been like not as good film quality as it is today. So obviously it's funny because you think it's the same person I mean, doing yeah, it. Yeah, I don't look now at it. Now it's funny because it's clearly not the same person <laughs> doing it. Well, I don't know. I just, I see it and you know that it's not going to be the same person, but you just pretend that it is because that's the character, isn't it? You yeah. To, oh, oh, what? you got to just watch the film. Yeah, you just got to watch the film. <laughs> Don't worry about what stunt actors are doing or not doing. <laughs> I know, right? I actually thought that bit was kind of slow. I thought they could have jumped over the fence a little bit quicker. I was expecting <laughs> it when when I saw the scene going. I was like, it's the moment that this happens in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I thought she was going to be over. Meant to be like this or not? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. No, I think that in Hot Fuzz, <laughs> it's its own reference yeah, and in-joke from Shaun yeah, of the yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't sure because I was like, oh, is Hot Fuzz referencing this as well? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, think no, it is. They did, there was only one person. Yeah. And she did it like the first time. No, yeah. the film that I think Hot Fuzz references the most is... Um, Point Break. Point Break, yeah. <laughs> and Bad Boys. Yeah, because I go on about it all the time. Yeah. So, Police Academy. Yeah. Do you have an idea of... <laughs> I'm going to dread asking this because I think... <laughs> I have a feeling... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This may well be the lowest rated film that we have. Probably. What's right. the lowest at the moment? I think... See, this is the thing. We are coming up on, obviously, our one year anniversary of Back to the Reviewture. It's going to be one year old. Our little podcast baby. <laughs> but... In that time, you've given a lot of ratings. I've given some three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's because you're boring. I know. We're gonna do a film. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it, but you haven't. Let's do that again. Oh, okay, right. Got this next film. I've seen it, but you haven't. Let's do that again. Right. Okay. Oh, I've got a film. Should I do it? And you haven't seen it, and I have. No, no, no. Do it later. 
spoiler alert, that's actually how our conversations go before doing these podcast episodes. See? Bringing it back round. Spoiler alert. Always leads into something good. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't as good. Uh, all right. Maybe this is maybe that's my police academy moment. That yeah, joke won't yeah. age very well. Yeah. I think if I can recall correctly, we've had one two-star movie. Oh, really? Which I think might be Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs> no, that's not what you were going to say, was it? Yeah. Was it? Was that what you were going to say? Big I think it was. And, and Big Trouble in Little China, I think, was two stars. Okay. I think you might have given it two and a half. Oh, right. Yeah, because sometimes, after I've watched a film, we talk about it. Because I, I think, oh, I really didn't like that. We talk about it, and then it gets to the end, and I think, oh, I might have been a bit harsh when I said I hated it. I might, you know, give it a little bit of an extra thing, because I feel bad, but... Yeah. yeah. No, some of them deserve it, like yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, because it had its moments. Then, obviously, other films maybe really don't <laughs> really don't deserve that extra half star <laughs> didn't earn it did didn't nothing it. to earn it no, absolutely it was not. lazy comedy yeah. from start to finish no i think there were some unintentionally funny moments in police academy but i don't think there was anything that by today's standards would hold up well now here's a question for you though if they said we're going to remake Police Academy, but we're going to remake it for a new generation. It's not going to have any of the same kind of comedy that the original had. It's going to be a complete <laughs> reboot of Police Academy. Right. Who would you cast in it? I don't know. Um... Obviously, it goes without saying, Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh, probably. no. no. Yeah, get the gang back together. <laughs> get the gang back together. Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart okay. rebooting Police what, as Academy. part of the Police Academy? Because yeah. Dwayne Johnson looks like he would already be part of the police. Yeah. That was the funny thing also that kind of struck me as being a bit strange when they were all like, when the guy at the beginning said, oh, back in my day, before all of this, I don't know what he was referring to, but basically it was just whenever was before the mayor decided so like yeah. last week i don't know yeah well last week everybody that came through the this police academy training was all the the right height gender color and quite frankly every single one of the people that worked in the police academy before those people came along all looked different so yeah. what's that what's happened what's yeah that? i know that was weird <laughs> but also he's hit the nail on the head as to exactly what the problem with the police in america is <laughs> oh controversial i know <laughs> thinking about it though because i was thinking if you were to recast police academy now you'd want to have people who are relatively kind of on the younger side yeah, and they're able to be now. rookies and this is what i mean like this is why i couldn't think because what i was thinking of was all of the how they had like the frat pack people which was like vince vaughn yeah like, all will ferrell and, yeah, yeah, everything like that like, old school things and yeah, yeah. So, and that's what I was thinking, and then I realised, no, it's 2021, that's not going to fly anymore, is it? No, they would need a younger cast. I don't know any young people. But here's the thing, because I started thinking, like, oh, yeah, maybe they could get someone who's really good at comedy and could easily pull off doing police stuff, like Terry Crews. And then I thought, oh, no, wait, Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah, is police basically stuff. Police Academy. 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine is basically the new police academy no, without all the police, of the... Though. Yeah, I know, but they are like their own precinct and everything. So yeah. it's like that's what police academy then evolves into. Right. And I thought, oh, crap. Yeah. And it's much better as well because it's genuinely funny. So, I, I mean, I imagine it would be someone... They'd, they'd probably have a Tom Holland type in there. Yeah, there aren't really any young comedians, are there? That's kind of unusual that at the moment there isn't anybody no. around that's acting. John Mulaney, comedy. maybe. Who's that? John Mulaney was the voice of the amazing Spider-Ham in Into oh. the Spider-Verse. Oh. But he's also a stand-up comic and he's really good. So Is, is, he, an, is he an actor, though? Yeah, he's been in things. So I imagine that they would have someone like him in there. Zac Efron. Zac Efron could probably do it, but I, <laughs> He's again, not even I think young anymore. But he, no, but yeah. See, this is the thing. We need maybe a new young generation of comedians to step in yeah, and make. Yeah, because there isn't anybody. Like they don't really make funny films like that. For like they don't, do they? They don't uh, make young people. You know funny who films. they would probably end up casting in it? Pete someone Davidson. like Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. No. I don't like him. He's horrible. Well, it would because be... if he was in it, it would be exactly the same jokes. Yeah. Because he's just ridiculously misogynist. He's just horrible. Yeah, so it stands to reason that Pete Davidson would end up in a Police Academy reboot, really. Yeah, but I thought you said it was going to be different this time. <laughs> At least it would be on trend then. Yeah. But, you know, we're trying to make the world a different place, aren't we, with this? Sorry if you're listening to this, Pete Davidson, and you're taking offence to it, but maybe change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe be somebody else for a while. I know you had a, I know you had a good run with your indie film, King of Staten Island, that everyone seemed to love, but just be a better person, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe don't be such a douche. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. I've tried being nice to people on this podcast, and it hasn't increased our <laughs> listenership once, so I'm going to start being horrible to people. There you go. Let's be controversial for a change. Let's second. be controversial for a change, but not to the point where we end up on the same level of comedy as Police Academy. <laughs> no, not like that. No. So... For those that might not know, if you are new to listening to this show, every episode that we do, we get the person who has not seen the film. You. Well, yeah, it can be me. <laughs> we'll both give it a rating today. Right, okay. So we will today, because we both haven't seen Police Academy, give it a rating. And what it's out of changes every episode. So, Amber, have you thought of what this is going to be out of? or? No. I'm finding that quite tricky because there wasn't really anything that was... There wasn't, like, a recurring joke or, like, a funny something. There really wasn't. There was no, like, big thing. You could do it out of Blue Oysters, (laughs) I suppose, but that's not really, like, a joke you want to revisit. Why don't we give it out of of horses? Horse butts. Horse butts. (laughs) Stands to reason, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Like one of the one of the funniest moments of the film, or we could do it out of Trans Ams because that's where he was driving at the start. Oh yeah. Yeah, we could do it out of Trans Ams, couldn't we? I suppose it's got nothing to do with the film though. No, but it doesn't have to. It's what landed him in the trouble. It, it, driving that Trans Am was oh, yeah, the catalyst whole thing off. for the whole thing. So it stands to reason that it should be. All right. So what are you gonna give it? One. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to give it one and a half just because of Laverne Jones 
get doing all the sound effects. Yeah, unfortunately, it kind of like marred his talent, really. Didn't yeah. It? Plus, I think he does it a lot more in all of the other films, <laughs> and it's a lot better in the other films. But I don't want to have to watch all of them just no. for him. And I'm, actually, to be honest. It was kind of annoying. (laughs) I could just go on YouTube and watch his best moments from Police Academy and it would just be him and his moments and none of the rest of the other films that are around him. And it would maybe be 15 minutes out of my day. And I'll have felt. Well, I mean. Those noises. (laughs) Well, yeah. But I would feel pretty fulfilled about that at that point and having watched that. But yeah, I think maybe. For posterity and keeping it nice and symmetrical, I'll second your one. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So basically, that means it got like two. I mean, mm. I only gave it one. I was going to. It's like the Amazon reviews, but I only gave it one star where I don't think we can give anything zero stars because that's. I yeah. That doesn't seem right. No, that doesn't so seem right. Because otherwise, you're just not giving it any rating I mean, at you, all. You say one star because, I mean, it got made, you know? There was a crew of people that. Made worked it, hard I on guess. it <laughs> should have been better patrolled or better edited i don't know <laughs> someone had to sit and write the script and the awful person well yeah was, <laughs> well yeah but you know see the thing is this film cost four and a half million to make right. and it grossed 83 million worldwide not that much really is it well that's not much Why overall it cost so much to make why did it cost four and a half million to make? Yeah. Probably for location and cast and... Well, there was nobody that anybody knew in it. All of the cars. <laughs> all of the cars. The... Do you know how... That horse. <laughs> that horse. Do you know how expensive police cars are? And if then you're going to lift and trash one of them, <laughs> yeah, that's but expensive. Might, that might not have been a real police car. They might have put a body on it. That's true. See, the thing is, this came after the Blues Brothers. And the Blues Brothers was less offensive and funnier. Yeah, the Blues Brothers was in no way offensive. Should we just watch Blues Brothers again? <laughs> I kind of want to watch Blues know, Brothers again now. When I, got to, <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again now. When I um, opened like the notepad thing to write notes down about this, which I actually didn't at all because what was the point, on the page that I had to turn over was my notes about Blues Brothers. And I yeah. was like, oh, so maybe we'll just go watch that again i don't know maybe we'll just do another podcast episode on the blues brothers (laughs) instead of instead of releasing we've we've gone for just over an hour now but maybe we'll just scrap this one and start i know i'm surprised this went for an hour well whether we're talking about good stuff or bad stuff it can never be said we don't have anything to say so it was harmonica talk well, hey, look, that I milked that story for a while <laughs> no, because did. I knew no, that did. we weren't going to have much to say <laughs> about the film. A lesser comedian would have milked that story for way longer and a better comedian wouldn't have mentioned it at all. No. So there we have it. Police Academy gets one star. One Transam from both of us. I just realised... Okay. <laughs> In the beginning of the film, the guy that does all the sounds pretended to play a harmonica. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's spooky that I forgot that and I could have mentioned it and I didn't. And now I feel like a fool. 
Harmonicas are surprisingly more relevant. Why Maybe we should have just add... <laughs> Scrap it. We'll do our rating system again. We'll we'll go through the. We'll cut it all out. No, we won't cut it all out. We'll give it one harmonica then. Shall we give it one harmonica? I think that stands yeah, to reason. You told that whole story. The reason why you knew the theme tune was because somebody played it on a harmonica. And at the beginning of the film, somebody was pretending to play a harmonica. I feel like... How could we not have remembered that? I feel like in order to redeem this film in any fashion <laughs> at all... We should give it a rating out of harmonicas. Why was there so much harmonica myth around this film? <laughs> I don't know. The harmonica lore of Police Academy. I, I reckon there's a deep dive to be made on the internet on this somewhere. Nope. Nope. Probably not. So there we go. I think we should change it and do it out of harmonicas. Okay. Okay. It's still only one. It's still... Oh, yeah. The rating doesn't change. One, no. One. Why would it? <laughs> That hasn't that hasn't made the film better in any fashion. No. One one inch harmonica. So there we have it. Police Academy gets one harmonica, one single solitary harmonica from the both of us. But what do you all out there in the listener land? think do you think that we've been a bit too harsh on police academy spoiler alert probably not (laughs) do you have any defense for police academy at all spoiler alert probably not what other films would you recommend us seeing that are better than police academy but are maybe somewhat along a similar line to police academy are there better examples of this style of 80s comedy that we're maybe missing out on that we should take a look at instead so that we don't think that this is the prime example of all of this. Do you think we should also talk more about harmonica stories <laughs> from our past and have this as a we've recurring got, we've segment? Got one more harmonica story. Just one. There, there's only one more. And if you want to hear it, you can let us know on our social media. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod on social media so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. If they've liked this episode, Amber, what else should they do? Like, subscribe and review on your podcast service and rate five stars. Also follow at BTTRpodcast on Instagram. Yes, do that because you have been putting up some a-class content mostly revolving around captain america recently (laughs) (laughs) once but also more than we had before and i think it's a trend that we should keep going yeah me too yeah there we go it's gonna be all captain america content now (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) it's all captain america content welcome to our captain america fanstagram (laughs) Yeah. yeah so Until our next episode, Amber, I would come up with a funny line to do to end this episode on, but I'm afraid I am literally covered in sweat, so I just don't think I can do it. Gross. (laughs) Do you want to have a hug? Come here and have a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Feel my sweaty body. (laughs) 